Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the eighth episode of State of the Division, AL West edition. My name's T. Wright. I'm with Kendall McKee. We are bringing you up-to-date news on the AL West. Have some exciting games going on right now as we're filming. Um, but as is customary, we like to give you kind of an update on the standings. Um, and then we'll go into some Kindle's power rankings, which if you watched last week, you might have gotten a little surprise there. Then we'll do MVP, LVP, and then card by the week. we got a stack show, so let's get rolling. We'll start with going over the division standings. Now, I wasn't obviously here last week, so I'm kind of looking at it from a two-week standpoint or two-week time frame. But at the top of our standings, we have Houston at 35 and 20, going 7 and 4 essentially over the last couple weeks. L.A. holding on tight to that second spot in the division after going 0-12 since the last time I recorded how, well, I don't know what that says about the division, the fact that they're still in second place after going 0-12. Texas right there uh, at 25-29, and 29, so they're creeping up. Um, and then Seattle at 25-30, and 30, Oakland at 20-37. and 37. So, Texas, Houston, Seattle all actually had pretty good kind of a two-week span. Again, Houston going seven and four, Texas going seven and six, and Houston and Seattle going seven and four as well since the last time we chatted or last time I was on the show. So those guys all kind of held serve, actually had pretty good weeks. And then, of course, the monumental drop from the Angels going 0-12 in a massive slump led by their – fearless leader mike trout who's just absolutely in the dumps right now but we'll get to that later oakland kind of doing oakland things but um so i'll let you deal with the angels more in the power rank because we don't really comment on their horrendous two-week span houston again having pretty decent uh a couple weeks span although they're beating up on the a's and the royals that's not a whole lot to brag about even dropping one to the lowly royals uh, Texas can't quite seem to get to that 500 mark. They get close and then they slide back. They had a frustrating uh, to drop of uh, two games to the Rays, two games to the M's. Um, hopefully they pull out the game against Cleveland tonight, looking pretty good as we speak. Uh, Mariners looking better and better. Three series wins in a row. In a row, Astros, Mariners. Excuse me, Astros, Orioles. And Rangers now they're back against the Astros. Already won one game, one game one, um, and a tight one tonight. I don't know if it's if it's has it wrapped up yet. Are you watching? Uh, it's it's in the late. Um, Houston's up by one, I believe. As yeah. as soon as I the score pops back up, I can confirm that. Yeah. So in a but J Rod is at the plate. So there you go. He could easily tie it with one swing, a Hall of Fame swing. Um, I think that was dropped in the group chat. Yeah. Um, this week. So like what J-Rod's doing, Oakland, again, just being Oakland, lost their last seven. Um, not a whole lot to be excited there. So there's the standings. In actuality, the standings didn't change at all from the last time that I recorded two weeks ago, um, except for the records themselves. So yeah. Houston, L.A., Texas, Seattle, and Oakland. Houston now eight and a half games up on the Angels. Texas right there, nine and a half games back. Seattle, 10 games back. And Oakland, 16 games back. So let's go into your power rankings, Kendall. What do you got for us this week? Yeah, so last week I prefaced by saying these are weekly power rankings. And I look at it, or I try to look at it as 
it's the teams you want to face the least are the highest up and the teams you want to face the most are at the end. Um, and so last week I did put Texas at the top just because they were offensively, you couldn't beat them. There was nobody that was like playing bad one through nine. They were all playing great. Um, and then I put the Astros in second, just because, you know, that's they were the best of the rest basically uh, and then the m's i had at third um angels at fourth and then the a's um to round it out this week i am sticking sticking with the the theme of this is a weekly power rankings and so uh and you'll understand in a second i'm putting astros back in that number one spot texas didn't have as good of a week as as they should have they dropped some games against the rays and the m's they were close games but their bullpen has been struggling um and i honestly i want to say this is on woodward i'm not gonna I'm, I'm i might dive into that a little bit but he's using the same thing every time and i think barlow's maybe not the guy we thought and jose leclerc and and, and hernandez are coming but we'll see if the if the back of their bullpen is what's losing them games i'll take it um and then i have the m's at three actually um they've climbed from uh from all the way to the almost in the cellar this year they have them at three a strong three really um could uh could take that number two spot Oh, actually, when I first wrote it down, I put Texas at two and the M's at three. And then I was looking at the stats. I switched them. So M's at two, Texas at three. Sorry about that. that. Um, And then I had the A's at four. And then I have the Angels at five. You cannot get out of my weekly power rankings when I take you from two to four on an 0-6 week, and then you follow it up with an 0-6 week, and you fire your manager, and the best team in baseball goes 0 for 30, you're going to the cellar. I mean, this this team is – they can't find any answers right now. And I'll just start with them because I'm already on one right now. They are 0-12 in the past two weeks, T. But as of right now – well, okay, they just tied the game. As of like two minutes ago, they were going to go 0-13 if the game was over in Boston. Uh, And and it's like the worst of the worst right now. Boston's is a a, a crap show right now. And then you've got Angels 0-12. So 0-7 potentially – on the week after an 0 and 6 week they fired Joe Madden today which i think is just a scapegoat firing honestly um i, I think now i have some opinions on Joe Madden but i don't think he necessarily deserved to be fired right now but they had to do something and they weren't going to release Trout you know they weren't going to demote Trout you know so they had to do something Shohei is at 30% K for the week with a 0.77 ISO and a 73 WRC plus for a guy that won an MVP for him to just be average, especially when the other guy on the team is, is really struggling. You can't afford that. Shohei needs to show up a little bit more and he got shelled last time he was out um, as a pitcher. Um, They, so also uniquely, out of their 13 eligible hitters this week that el- that hit at least one at bat this week, they have seven of the 13 over 50% that are a negative WRC plus on the week. Seven out of 13 eligible hitters are at not only is like under a hundred, they're at negative. Yeah, that's, that's awful. And that's, that is really, really bad. Tyler Wade himself is at a negative 100 WRC plus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all over the place and that, and that's, 
and they're not like role players. Like Kurt Suzuki has the best WRC plus on the team for the week. And of course he only bat like seven times, but he's, he's the best hitter on the team right now. Um, and then you've got Ward Marsh at ne- Ward's negative seven. Marsh is negative 81. Trout was at negative 19, Yikes. you know, like that's terrible. So um, I, anyway, the angels are in a real, real bad spell right now. I do expect them to climb out of it. Trout hit a nasty home run in the first inning dead center. Um, you know, so I, I'm expecting this to, to, to to turn around. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how the manager situation plays into this, but I expect it to turn around. Well, they got Sorry. Phil Nevin. So, I mean, how can they go wrong with that? Like, what'd you say? So they got Phil Nevin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stud. Yeah, anyway. So I spent a lot of time on the angels and, but they deserved it because they've just been horrific. Um, but if you are an angels fan out there and you're listening, cause we know everyone listens that it's angels fans out there. you got a re you've got a nice little city connect Jersey. That's coming out. That's going to give you some juice. Uh, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a nice jersey coming out. Hang on. In there, buddy. Hang in there. You got a sweet jersey coming. Oh, it's your last 12, but you've got a cool jersey coming down the pipeline. Just hang in there. That's it. Just hang in there. <laughs> and it should be a rebrand, honestly, than a re- than a City Connect jersey. They should just go to that. They look sick. Anyway, uh, so I'll move on to the A's. We'll go from the bottom up in terms All of right. my, my rankings. Right. A's 0-5 this week. They definitely could be bottom five as well. I just had to have, I just had to be on one with the angels. Um, and, and if I'm honest, the angels do have you, <laughs> you don't want to face the angels more than you don't want to face the A's, but I had to put them at the bottom five. Right. Um, Elvis had a pretty good week, um, which is fine. You know, it's weird because this team has a lot of veterans on there and they should just be sweeping it. They should just be like trashing it and just letting Pache like figure it out, see if he can be a major leaguer or not. And, and, Anyway, so Stephen Voigt is back. So he's finally back in Oakland to sell some tickets. When when we played them a couple weeks ago, they had an announced attendance of 3,200 people. <laughs> Why would you announce that? Why? Anyway, uh, so also they bring up journeyman Matt Davidson this week. So interesting. Guys played for the Reds, the Rangers, um, Chicago White Sox, uh, maybe some, maybe several other teams actually. Um, but he, he, he gets pulled up this week. So honestly, another interesting um, addition to the, to the system. That tells me how weak the A's farm system is um, and how they're just not ready to compete on a lot of different levels. Um, also, noisy went down to the miners, so I don't really love that. Um, especially after you know a couple weeks ago, we got him into the MVP. Yeah, season. right. Yeah. So that sucks for the for the A's. Um, you do not have a City Connect jersey coming, so sorry. Um, nothing to report. <laughs> yeah, nothing to report. The M's, or, or no, I'm going to go Texas first. Texas had a really cool week from a fan's perspective. They were able to pull up a lot of uh, young players this week, and they're, you're seeing a lot of these young players have impactful at-bats. Josh Smith came up this week, uh, uh, well, maybe last week, but he's – you know, then he also got hurt this week. So then that brings up Ezekiel Duran. So Duran has been incredible. His ISOs are off the chart. Like he's like, I think he's third in all of the AOS in in terms of ISOs this week. So the guy definitely knows what he's doing at the plate, hit a monster home run and left. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing him blossom. I think he, 
he could end up being the piece in this trade that makes the Yankees look really bad. Yeah. And- so I was, uh, I was with you when this trade went down last summer and I remember you crying into your Cheerios. Give yeah. us an update. How do you feel about that trade? Now? So, yeah. So I've been talking to Aram and I think I might end up writing on this, but I'm in my mind, I'm comparing this trade now into Josh already into John Daniels previously famous trade of sending Teixeira to the Braves for Matt Harrison, Elvis Andrews, Neftali Feliz, Jared Saltalamacchia. Those guys all were crucial into that world series, 2010 run. And I think this team, like this trade at with the four players, you had Ezekiel Duran, Glenn Otto, um, Josh Smith and um, Hoover, who's still in the minors, but he's actually, he was actually the best hitter on his double a team this week. So, you know, like, and he just mashes. He's not really much of anything other than he just mashes. That's it. He's a Joey Gallo, honestly. But um, this this trade could go down as one of the most impactful trades over the next four to five years. I could see Josh Smith, Ezekiel Durant, and Glenn Otto landing some very serious roles on this team going forward. And uh, if Glenn Otto, who is already in your rotation, logging serious innings, might be the most or the the third most impactful player in that trade. that's very, very good, especially when you're looking at Gallo has nine RBIs right now in the season. So they definitely sold him while he's hot. And I could actually see them at there be a way where Gallo comes back to Texas and has a swan song. So that I, 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 I'm kind of like preaching that into existence, but, um, Cole or Willie Calhoun was doubt, was officially DFA'd this week. So his trade request, he didn't do anything in AAA. He's now officially been DFA'd. I actually would love it if they traded him to the Yankees because the Yankees just love picking up Texas Rangers players at this point. Um, and I also the um, what's his name? Um, the guy that gets in in every single trade uh, proposal that anybody tweets. Um, what's his name? Uh, shoot. I'm drawing a blank, but anyway, he requested, uh, Andujar, Andujar requested a trade this week. And so I'm thinking, you know, just swapping, (laughs) swap, (laughs) you know, I don't know if we need Andujar, but like, you know, maybe it'll work. Anyway, I I think Andujar is, Andujar is actually more valuable than Willie Calhoun at this point, but Calhoun definitely has more major league experience. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Adolis Garcia deserves some credit. Um, I thought he would fall off this year. He's definitely not. Um, he He's still striking out a tongue, but he's hitting a bunch of clutch hits. I thought we would have a, a question about this point in the season where we would have to question, hey, is he moving to right field or is he staying in center field? What are we going to do? Who's who's better, him or Cole Calhoun? I thought that was going to be the, the discussion that we were going to have, and that's not the case. Adolis is very good at baseball, and uh, that's incredible as a, as a Rangers fan. Also, uh, Mike Trout just hit another double. So Mike Trout season is over. So um, Evan White is playing or is playing. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping to the M's. Evan White is back. That's a big deal for the M's. We've talked about a lot how the M's have needed some injection in this lineup. Um, they've needed something. And when we look at this lineup and we see. You know, they've got a lot of injuries. They've got a lot of question marks. They've got a lot of whatever. I made fun of uh, Eugenio Suarez in our text group one time, and he hits three bombs against the Rangers. And I'm like, you dang it. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but but we'll see. Evan White is back. That's good. He's a hitter. I mean, who knows? Um, they made some weird moves, um, or not weird, but just not really big moves. Billy Hamilton actually got released, um, and so he's now a free agent. Um, they wanted to send him down, and so he just said, I'll, I'll elect free agency. Um, Kellenick is hitting bombs in AAA and playing well. I think they should keep him there, though. I think yeah. he should really just m- – uh, kind of sit in the AAA system maybe all year, honestly, um, because they have Kyle Lewis coming up. They have that. Uh, let him develop a little more. Um, but it is encouraging to see him, especially how he was so abysmal um, before that. Julio Rodriguez is the only player we should be talking about. This guy is incredible. Probably top three in the game next season. Like Ooh, he, he is, I think he's in the discussion for being at the same level as Acuna and Soto. I think like wow. when you're talking about a player who is the world changing for a team, this guy will be franchise changing for the Mariners. And we are seeing right. it develop before our eyes. I he could it. legitimately push for 50 stolen bases this season. And that's not even the skill set. That's his like best asset. I mean, he's got 17 stolen bases right now. He's hitting the ball like crazy. He's got crazy power, crazy vision. He's He can field from everywhere. Truly a five-tool player. I am what they say, what they call in love with Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> and who cares if they have a City Connect jersey coming or not? They have Julio Rodriguez, and I'm jealous because he's amazing. And um, <laughs> I think he's like Griffey 2.0, to oh, be fair. So. Wow. Uh, the M should be very happy as long as he's healthy. He's going to be very fun to watch for years and years and years to come. Mm, I hope we have some good comments from M's fans on that one. I love to hear what they think about Kalanick and where he should be this for the rest of the year and about their expectations for Julio. But moving on, last one. Last one, Astros. Don't have a lot to say here because, you know, we've kind of already said it. Kyle Tucker played well this week, uh, which is good for you personally. Uh, Jordan Alvarez signs a six-year extension. That is huge. He is an incredible bat. Um, really, comparatively, he is underrated, honestly. Like he backs people, it up, too. Yeah, he backs it up. I mean, like, he's he's kind of like this quiet bomber who just goes yeah. in and just drills baseballs all over the park. I yeah. love his game. Um, he had – Probably, I don't know who your MVP of the week is, but I think he deserves at least some credit there because he had a massive, massive week and he backed up his six-year extension. Um, and if I'm an Astros fan, I'm super excited because a couple of years ago you were like, okay, Altuve is fixing to like retire or, or at least come down to some level. Correa is like a question mark. Bregman is definitely a question mark after the trash can incident. What are we going to do? Who's going to take the next mantle? You've got Kyle Tucker playing well, and you've got Jordan Alvarez playing well, and they're probably going to make a catcher addition at the offseason. I could see that being um, somebody like – like depends on where the, the Blue Jays are, but I could see Jansen maybe coming over. Um, and then Aram talked today in our group chat about potentially William Contreras going somewhere. I mean, he's going to go somewhere. Um, I think the Mets are the best fit for him, but the Astros could be a good fit for him as well, and I've seen comps – like that and if you see another guy like that in that bat this team is definitely a playoff team um justin verlander is uh i said last week that we were really worried about him maybe some question marks uh, i'm not so worried this week um he's you know he's brushed it off so anyway that was long right. yeah no that team. was great that was really good stuff covered every team gave us a lot of good nuggets so i'll run through my mvp lvp 
of uh, MVP hitting wise and then pitching wise. So MVP, you kind of spilled the beans there. How do you not give it to Jordan Alvarez? I mean, he was my amazing. goodness, the guy had an insane week. Slash line of 474, 583, and 947. Two home runs, six runs driven in. A WRC plus of 332. Base guess how many Ks? None. Not a single K this past week. So this might be the best offensive week we've seen so far in this, you know, fairly young season. I'm not sure it's really all that close. I mean, he was absolutely terrific this past week. And like you said, a close second right there is Kyle Tucker. I mean, he had a slash line of 421, 522, 789, two home runs, four runs scored, three RBI, a stolen base, a WRC plus of 278. Just a great week for those two guys. So, but I'm going to give the nod to Jordan Alvarez. Um, still, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. His cards aren't that expensive. Um, so going back to uh, LVP for hitting, there are a couple guys who had probably worse weeks than him, um, but none were more high profile than obviously Mike Trout. So obviously having a great game tonight, which is fantastic. But up until then, probably in the worst slump of his career, maybe. Yeah, I think he ended um, up going over 31 or something like that. Last line of uh, for this past week before tonight was 053, 217, 053, a WRC plus of negative two, 23 plate appearances, one hit, one hit in his last eight games, and he struck out 35% of the time. So uh, just a horrendous week from a guy that is a leader in so many different ways for that club. Um, his, his, performance impacts that team in so many ways outside of just the offensive numbers. Um, other guys like Toro, Frazier, both for Seattle had really bad weeks. Uh, but again, their performance doesn't impact their team as much as Trout's does again, for just a number of reasons outside of just, uh, just the, just the stat line. So I uh, went with, went with Trout for my LVP hitting wise MVP for pitching. I'm going to, um, I'm going to give it to, Although I think Logan Gilbert had a really great start against the Rangers. I'm going to give it to John Gray. He pitched really well against the Rays last week. He went seven innings, only gave up one run, uh, the home run to Rosarena. But he struck out 12, a game that the Rangers really should have won. Um, But I think he gets the nod for MVP this week. Pitching-wise, in LVP, I'm going to give it to Robbie Ray. Um, Not only did he look pretty bad against Houston – last night but he's looked bad for a really long time he hasn't gone past six innings since early april he's given up a home run in the last seven games he gave up three to the astros last night um just not looking anything anything at all like he looked last year so robbie ray gets the lvp pitching wise and that brings us to our card buy of the week take us home kendall well, before that, I, I I brought up everything else other than um, Houston did get a City Connect jersey. So oh, okay, good for them. <laughs> it's important. It's yeah. important. Um, no, so card buy for the week. It's an expensive one, and we're we're not looking at the bargain barrel here. But you've got to know that Mike Trout is still the goat. So our card buy of the week, um, and we probably have another one considering Jordan Alvarez is is up there and should be bought as well. But Mike Trout is a guy that needs to be bought in all scenarios. He's not going anywhere. Do not falter. Don't sell him low, please. This guy, if you can find good deals on his autographs or his first moments, like 
I would pull the trigger on it. I would say this is probably going to be, <laughs> he might be worth better than the S and P 500 when we look at the next 10 years, you know? And so, um, it's kind of one of those things that's going to be a great investment. Yep. Uh, if you have some, don't get rid of them. Yep. So. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I would just throw Jordan Alvarez in there as well. Um, probably going to be, I, you know, he'll, he's, his cards definitely will see an uptick because of what's happened over the past couple of weeks. Um, but if he keeps performing at this level, they're going to go even higher. So Alvarez trout two goodbyes. But that's going to wrap up our show, the eighth episode of State of the Division, AOS edition. I'm T. Wright with my co-host, Kendall McKee. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next week.